0: CHAPTER Fourteen OF THE STORY OF EDISON AND THE WONDERS OF ELECTRICITY BY FRANK MUNDELL THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN THE ELECTRIC LIGHT AND NOW WE HAVE TO DEAL WITH ANOTHER MODERN WONDER, WHICH EDISON DID NOT INVENT, BUT, AS IT IS IN THE DIRECT PRODUCT OF ELECTRICITY, it has come under the marvellous influence of the nineteenth-century wizard. This is the electric light. The phonograph is perhaps the most startling of Edison's inventions, and the one that gives the most unexpected results. But the electric light is, beyond all question, the beginning of a new order of things in illuminating. Sir Humphrey Davy, the inventor of the miner's safety-lamp, which, however, did not contain the electric light, was the first to call the attention of the world to this means of illumination in 1810. It was not then put to any practical use, on account of the great expense and the numerous difficulties which attended its production from time to time improvements were made and new schemes devised until in eighteen forty four the place de la concorde paris was illuminated by the electric light before we proceed to describe the part that edison has played in lighting up the world with one of the brightest illuminants that has yet been discovered we will explain how light is produced by electricity the electric current is sent along two wires one positive and one negative which meet at a certain point where the light is wanted if the two wires were joined and the thickness was maintained throughout there would be no light but either they are brought within an inch of each other without touching, or they are joined by means of a thin thread or wire. Now, when the strong electric current comes to the place where it is interrupted, it leaps across the gap, or struggles round the thin thread or wire. In doing this, it produces the bright white heat, which we call the electric gas. The first plan is that of keeping the two wires separate. At the end of each wire, a stick of carbon is attached, and as the electric current jumps across from carbon point to carbon point, the two points become white with heat, and an arc of great brilliance is formed. This is called the arc light. The carbon is usually made of powdered coke, Formed into a paste and baked hard. The arc light is very intense, but the chief disadvantage in its use is the change that takes place in the carbon points. The electric fluid not only jumps across the gap, but it also tears off the particles or minute grains of one point and carries them to the other thus one carbon becomes more pointed and the other carbon hollows out like a cup now as this change causes the distance between the two points to widen the arc of light lengthens and if they are not pushed back together again the light will go out as the current will not continue to pass from point to point arc lamps therefore require some device to keep the carbon points at the right distance this makes the system more expensive to set up and maintain the brilliance of the light is also too great for indoor use except in large buildings in eighteen seventy seven before the invention of the phonograph edison began to seriously consider the defects of electric lighting then he was engrossed for a time with the talking machine but when that was finished he turned again to the light question and succeeded in inventing a new lamp instead of leaving the ends of the wires apart and using carbon points he decided to join the two ends by means of thin wire or some kind of thread-like substance called a filament which would not be easily consumed he then enclosed the filament inside a glass globe from which the air had been nearly as possible exhausted Edison's first difficulty was to find the best material of which to make the filament or thread. On the 16th of October, he commenced a series of experiments, and, assisted by Batchelor, worked on day and night until the 21st, when, after repeated failures, a lamp was completed and lighted then the two men went to bed when they awoke it was still burning and the filament did not seem to be affected by the heat at the end of several days he increased the electric current to obtain a more powerful light this continued for two days and then the filament was destroyed in the meantime filaments were made of every likely substance and were tested one after another at length edison remembered that the great traveller humboldt had described a certain kind of bamboo which grew on the banks of the amazon in south america he therefore sent one man to china and japan another to south america and a third to India and Ceylon to bring home specimens answering to his description, one of these travellers was often filled with surprise to find that his employer's name was known in all parts of the world in Cairo. He asked a donkey boy what he knew about several important persons, but received no reply when however edison's name was mentioned the lad at once pointed to the electric light in front of the hotel edison's experiments were so far successful that in eighteen eighty one he completed a lamp which burned continuously for over fifteen hundred hours this was the first incandescent lamp which at all answered the inventor's requirements the word incandescent simply means to burn with a white or glowing heat but you may ask how is it that a thin thread or fibre or other material will withstand the action of the electric current for so long a time when a thick rod of carbon is consumed in ten or twelve hours because the thin thread is burnt inside a glass globe which contains little or no air there is no oxygen present to combine with it and form a gas which would be invisible it may therefore be heated until it breaks from some cause or other Edison's incandescent lamp was exhibited at the Paris Electrical Exposition when the inventor was awarded five gold medals and a diploma of honour. The cable message which announced the awards said, This is complete success, the Congress having nothing higher to give you. The soft, subdued, yet brilliant light of the incandescent lamp is a happy blending of mellowness and strength which lends itself much more readily to the lighting up of a house than the lamp it is also better under control and more regular the use of the electric light not only increases the illumination But there is a great improvement in the atmosphere of the room in which it is burned. The air is not affected as when gas is burned. It remains cool, pure, and wholesome. In 1892, the Albert Medal, which was instituted many years ago in honour of Prince Albert, was awarded to Edison by the Society of Arts. THE PRINCE OF WALES, THE PRESIDENT OF THE SOCIETY, SENT A LETTER WITH THE MEDAL, IN WHICH HE SAID, IT IS A SOURCE OF SATISFACTION TO ME THAT THE LAST NAME ON THIS DISTINGUISHED LIST SHOULD BE THAT OF ONE WHO HAS DONE SO MUCH FOR THE ADVANCEMENT OF SCIENCE AS YOURSELF the demand for incandescent lamps became so great that it was met with difficulty and various works were called into existence employing a large number of workmen in eighteen ninety one more than one million three hundred thousand of edison's lamps were in use and the principle had been applied in a variety of forms it is impossible to mention all the uses to which the electric light is put. Nor need we indicate when the arc light is used or when the incandescent light is most suitable. As a rule, the arc light is confined to outdoor work, lighthouses and other places where great illuminating power is necessary. The incandescent light is preferred for houses and where a handy portable lamp is wanted. One of the most powerful lamps in the world is used in the lighthouse at St. Catherine's Point on the Isle of Wight. It is said to be equal to six million candles. A recent experiment at Portsmouth showed that an electric light of sixteen candle power could be seen from a greater distance than an oil-lamp of fifty candle power it is therefore much superior to oil for ships lights the main streets of many of our large towns railway stations public works and numerous places of business are lighted by electricity in this respect america is far ahead of us And Paris is said to be the best lighted city in the world. We have certainly been much slower than our neighbours in taking advantage of this great benefactor. Street lamps may be turned on and off by clockwork. It is only necessary to have them all connected by a wire to a clock, which is set at a certain time like an alarm clock then the machinery connects or disconnects the wires, and turns on or turns off the electric current as the case may be. The searchlight is a very powerful form of the electric light, and can be used to throw a most intense light round about within a given area. It is of the greatest use to warships at sea as one flash would reveal the presence of an enemy some idea may be formed of its wonderful brilliance from a test that was employed at plymouth sound two vessels were sent out at night as they returned the searchlight was suddenly flashed on them and in a moment an instantaneous photograph was taken Electric lamps can be carried about like oil lamps. They require to be charged with electricity from time to time. That, however, is no bar to their usefulness. We have no light that we can carry which does not require replenishing, whether it be a candle or oil. These small lamps have one great advantage. They are lighted without matches and can be carried in any position, for there is nothing to spill. Lamps of this kind are fixed up in railway carriages, and for a penny you may have a light all to yourself as you are carried on to your station. There are also piano lamps, cycle lamps oven lamps to see inside the oven where the bread is baking walking sticks which contain lamps driver's lamps miner's safety lamps and many others a portable electric lamp for reading in trains can be easily carried in an ordinary handbag the battery remains in the bag and the lamp hooks into the reader's buttonhole The lamp is connected with the battery by means of a length of wire encased in silk. Twelve hours light only costs a few pence. The new miner's safety lamp is in a very handy form and gives a light of one candle power for over eight hours at a cost of about threepence. The weight of the lamp is four pounds and when the electricity is exhausted, it can be replenished in two minutes. This new lamp is as easily managed as an ordinary safety lamp. Electricity has been used by medical men for some time, but recently the electric light has been employed by them in a very novel fashion by its means they are actually able to light up the interior of the body and see the inside of their patients a rubber tube with a small glass bulb at the end is passed down the throat into the stomach the bulb is a tiny incandescent lamp and the wires are in the tube then the electric current is turned on and the inside of the stomach can be seen through the front wall of the body an electric lamp will also show the position of a needle which may have been run into the hand there is also a lamp which the surgeon can fix on to his forehead to throw a strong light on any part where it is needed during an operation running streams are largely used to supply the power required to generate electricity niagara falls is used in this way a water wheel works the dynamo or electric machine and the current is conveyed by wires to the place where the light is wanted in this way the cost of production is much smaller than where gas or steam is used. End of chapter Fourteen.